Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. What? Yeah. Well, you get anything. That's true. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. How was your weekend, Dusty? It was great. How was your weekend? It was lovely. We got to hang out with your parents. Yeah, that was the good part about it. The bad part about it was we just did a lot of yard work and cleaning and and just preparing for Thanksgiving next weekend. So it was a lot of fun, but also a lot of work. So guess what, guys? It's Thanksgiving week. Oh, uh, yeah. It's only a couple of days away. Dusty and I are hosting at our house for the first time ever. It's our first Thanksgiving. Well... The first one that we're hosting at our house. It's our first Thanksgiving. (laughs) Okay, sorry. This is a thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's going to be fun. I hope so. I hope I don't burn that turkey. Yeah, we'll tell you about it next week, guys, if we did or didn't. I'll tell you what I'm not going to do is spatchcock the turkey. (laughs) Sounds like too much work. (laughs) Remember when we talked about that? Mm -hmm. That's another thing about this time of year. This probably has been... Three years we've been doing our podcast. I don't know if we've quite hit that mark. It might be like next week or something like that. Yeah. It's a long time. It's exciting. And we also now have over 300 ratings. Yeah. Let's go for 3 million. And we've got 224 customer reviews. Nice to spike that up to 225. Yeah. I like (laughs) nice even numbers. I mean, I would have been happy with... 300, but now that it's 308, we got to go to 400. Right. Yeah. And 225 is not an even number. Right. (laughs) I mean, like, even-ish. I get it. it. Based on social norms. Yeah. (laughs) You can also tweet at us. I'm at Dusty Terrell. And I'm at Shannon Ray Green. Or you can send us an email at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. About 25 years is how long it could take for NASA to send humans to Mars. That's what officials said last Tuesday. When do they have to leave? Tomorrow? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's a long trip. It It takes a while to get there. It is. And there's some conditions on this 25 years, too. Oh, gosh. That's like if our planet doesn't explode first? (laughs) They didn't talk about that. Okay. Which is great, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. NASA said it's only if the space agency is able to create technology able to sustain deadly radiation and conditions that could eat bones and blind eyes. Whoa, those sound like bad conditions. Right. 
Former NASA astronaut Tom Jones, who has flown on four space shuttle missions, said, quote, the cost of solving those means that under current budgets or slightly expanded budgets, it's going to take about 25 years to solve those. I bet Elon Musk gets there faster. We only have to wait, what, 20 years to find out? <laughs> We've got nothing but time. He's right around the corner, I think. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> There aren't yet solutions in place to protect astronauts from cosmic rays, solar flares, and radiation levels that are so high an outbound trip to Mars would result in the amount of radiation an astronaut might be exposed to over an entire year. The agency must also perfect a spacecraft that can easily land on Mars and take off with humans and cargo. Over the summer, NASA chief scientist Jim Green told USA Today that there were plans to send someone to the red planet by 2040. If or when technology is available to safely send someone to Mars, staying on the planet also will be challenging with extreme weather conditions, dust storms, and unknowns about farming and infrastructure possibilities there. So your brother? <laughs> I mean, whenever, whenever I hear Jim Green, I only think of one Jim Green, my brother. <laughs> Wait, there are others? <laughs> Thousands, easily. I've honestly never met another one. So. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> USA Today editor Catherine Lackey got a taste of what a trip to Mars might be like on a recent visit to the U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama. It's a 34-million-mile mission that can take nearly a year one way. To Alabama? Nah, I could get there way faster. (laughs) NASA launched the InSight lander in May and expects it to land on Mars November 26th. It's the first spacecraft to analyze the planet's deep interior and is the first Mars landing since the Curiosity rover in 2012. Elon Musk is also working on a Mars mission. Told you. Optimistically saying SpaceX could have Mars spaceships as soon as next year. His mannequin astronaut Starman has now traveled past Mars in its cherry red Tesla convertible, SpaceX announced earlier this month. Wow, is that true? Or they're just making stuff up. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, there's a story from Brett Molina from just a week ago. And Brett Molina is a host on US Today's Mothership podcast, which is all about geeky pop culture. And this is pretty geeky. He wrote, The mannequin astronaut Starman launched into space earlier this year by SpaceX has now traveled past Mars, the aerospace company revealed. Starman, which launched aboard the Falcon Heavy rocket from Cape Canaveral, Florida in February, sitting in the driver's seat of a Tesla Roadster, has journeyed beyond the red planet, according to a tweet from SpaceX. Man, if only we didn't have to worry about radiation or eating or drinking water Mm -hmm. or breathing oxygen. Yeah. We could all just be cruising out into outer (laughs) space. Yeah. Starman. I mean, that's a real bummer. Wow. This video says that if nothing goes wrong, it's likely the roadster will be reduced to scrap metal. That's if nothing goes wrong? Or what if everything goes wrong? Then what'll happen? That seems like worst case scenario. Yeah, he tweeted, the payload will be an original Tesla roadster playing Space Oddity on a billion-year elliptic Mars orbit. It's a lot of years. So they basically shot it directly at Mars just so it would encircle it. I mean, if there are Martians that live there, there's no reason they wouldn't consider that an act of war. I mean, you can't just (laughs) shoot cars at people. That's true. Or creatures. Scientists believe radiation will eventually tear the car to pieces within a year. That radiation, it'll get you. Um, Some people are concerned about space junk, but Musk is not breaking any laws. He's not. 
So I can just shoot whatever I want into space? Again, where do you have the ability or the wherewithal to do any of these things? I can things? throw pretty hard, Shannon. <laughs> You're going to pass the, the two O's, the good ozone and the bad ozone? Yeah. Layers? <laughs> Enraged by endless robocalls? Yes. I get like maybe five a day. Yeah. Help is on the way. Okay, great. Do I have to do something because I don't want to? But don't you want the results? I can't help just happen without me doing anything. (laughs) Actually, I think in this case, help is going to happen without you doing anything. Perfect. (laughs) This was written by my colleague, Kevin McCoy. He writes, your cell phone rings. You don't recognize the number on the screen, but the call appears to be coming from your area code, perhaps even your exchange. Maybe the display shows it's coming from your town. So you answer. And the unwanted recorded message begins. A voice wants to sell you an extended warranty for your car or a timeshare in a vacation spot, a loan to refinance your home. It might even be a Chinese language message about a purported package awaiting pickup at the local consulate. Consumers rejoice. An attack plan is nearing deployment against the billions of illegal robocalls that have made telephones and smartphones a virtual weapons of mass frustration. Emerging from a years-long effort by government, telecommunications, and computer experts, the plan will use a verification system to stop robocall companies from masking the true numbers of those billions of unwanted and illegal calls. The tactic known as spoofing fools consumers by causing their caller ID systems to indicate falsely that the robocalls come from the phone numbers of familiar businesses, organization, friends, or acquaintances. The verification system targets a problem that's a top priority for the Federal Communication Commission and the Federal Trade Commission. The FTC last year identified robocalling as the number one consumer complaint category. More than 1.9 million complaints against the practice were filed during the first five months of 2017. U.S. consumers and businesses were barraged with roughly 30.5 billion robocalls in 2017. That's according to Umail, a company that provides a service to block such messages. That broke the record of 29.3 billion calls set just a year earlier, and the company estimates the 2018 total will jump to roughly 40 8 billion. The pace hasn't slackened. U.S. phones received some 6.1 million robocalls per hour in September 2018 alone, Umail also reported. Many robocalls aren't just annoying, they're illegal. Robocallers are not permitted to send telemarketing messages that haven't been approved by the recipients or to dial numbers on the National Do Not Call Registry. One robocall executive who has been sued by the FTC acknowledged that the growing torrent poses a problem. Aaron Michael Jones, who is affiliated with several robocalling companies, told an FTC investigative hearing in 2015, Obviously, the underlying issue is the calls are illegal. We know that already. Some robocalls are permissible. Government regulators have carved out exemptions for charities, for example, and also for political campaigns. Major U.S. telephone service providers are expected to start integrating the verification system with their networks in upcoming months, with a more complete ramp-up to follow in 2019. There's no agreement yet on what consumers will see in their caller ID systems, a green checkmark perhaps, or another symbol to indicate the caller has the authorization to use the number that's displayed. Like being verified on Twitter. Yeah. Participants in the anti-spoofing effort predict it will produce a progressive drop in robocalls. Jim McEachern, principal technologist for the Alliance for Telecommunications Industry Solutions, said it will be an ongoing battle that will gradually get better. 
He likened it to the effort that turned email spam from a similar aggravation into a relatively manageable problem. Consumer advocates say the effort represents a good first step, but call for stronger safeguards. Margot Saunders is senior counsel for the National Consumer Law Center. The verification system sounds promising, she said, but it's just one piece of the overall robocall puzzle, she said. McEachern says he's seen a demand for solutions. He said, the vast majority of my career, when I told people what I do, their eyes would glaze over. Now, when I tell them what I am doing, their eyes light up. Well, the joke's on those robocalls, because I don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) So they get included in that, so I just never answer my phone. Except for? Except for when you call sometimes, and my parents, maybe. Whoa, that's harsh, bro. (laughs) But also the joke's on me because not that many people call me either. So if I get a phone call, it's likely a robocall. Because so. you don't ever make calls? No, I just don't get, I don't get calls very often anyway. Mm. So The verification system is designed to correct an unforeseen problem that developed roughly two decades ago during the late 1990s. Ugh, those are great times. <laughs> The telecommunications industry launched a technology capable of transmitting telephone voice calls via a broadband internet connection instead of a regular phone line. One of the support services to grow out of the technology was Voice Over Internet Protocol. Robocalls use VoIP because it's inexpensive. It also enables users to enter anything imaginable as the source of the call. That identification, true or false, automatically is conveyed to consumers. When you make a call, your phone carrier will use your identifying number to create a digital signature or token. So here's the proposed solution. When you make a call, your phone carrier will use your identifying number to create a digital signature or token that will accompany the call as it is being completed. At the other end, the system verifies that nothing was tampered with and ensures that the call came from someone who has a legitimate right to use that number, according to McEachern. However, the attack plan is no silver bullet solution. It won't block any phone calls, including robocalls. Consumers eventually are expected to see an as-yet-undetermined signal that will indicate calls that have been verified, a feature intended to help guide decisions about whether or not to pick up the phone. The system also is expected to aid the work of companies that provide call-blocking apps for consumers. They already try to block robocalls by looking for calling patterns to identify calls from suspicious numbers. So who will pay for this proposed solution? The FCC says it does, quote, not expect any carrier to directly charge consumers for the implementation cost of the service. The regulator said in a statement, quote, while we are not mandating how carriers absorb these costs, it would be more expensive for the typical carrier to attempt to allocate costs and bill subscribers individually. The FCC also says it expects the system to reduce some carrier costs, quote, particularly with respect to customer service. The commission continued saying these savings, as well as the goodwill from reducing the impact of robocalls on their subscribers, may more than offset the cost of implementation. U.S. Telecom, the trade group of the nation's broadband industry, does not expect major carriers will bill customers for the verification system. We should set up a robocall. What? That will call people. Why? And tell them that if they go to, was it like the Chinese embassy to collect a package? What? And write a check for, say, $10 for a processing fee. This is illegal. Then they could keep the package but this time, inside the package, there will actually be a million dollars. So it seems like it's a scam, but it's not a scam. 
and some just like poor sap who falls for this sort of stuff would do it and then get a million dollars. But where are you going to get this a million dollars? I don't understand how your head I think works. People who, everybody who's listening who doesn't fall for this sort of scam, we should pool our money together and help those people who do fall for this sort of scam. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously need our help. I think that there's other uh, charities you could donate to that are already set up in maybe mm. better ways. Maybe we should just educate educate people to not fall for scams rather than say, except for this one scam. Yeah, except for this one. But that's the fun part about it. <laughs> um, but what? That's so if, weird. If we get each of our listeners to send us a dollar to implement this, then we'll uh, we'll have. Uh, maybe $50 million to work with. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I'm insinuating we have 50 million listeners. That number is not close. <laughs> and last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Susan Boyle returns for America's Got Talent, The Champions. You know, I've just been sitting around wondering what she's been up to. <laughs> MLB team may go on, quote, stupid spending spree. Usually you don't want to do things that are stupid. Sometimes stupid is used in a certain way that makes it sound like stupid rich. Yeah, but. You won't be stupid rich if you spend all your stupid money. <laughs> Amazon's Black Friday deals are happening right now. But it's only Monday, Shannon. Yeah. Mom helps son escape from jail, both later caught at IHOP. If I was in jail and I got out, that is the first place I'd want to go. <laughs> That's where law enforcement should primarily look for fugitives. <laughs> what? Someone escaped? Well, did you check the IHOP? Oh, not yet. That's probably where they are. <laughs> That's not where I would go. <gasps> where would you go? You're more of a Denny's gal? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd want to go home. Hmm. But that's probably not a good place that's to go. That's not a good place to hide either. <laughs> Home is never a good place to hide. Your next Uber ride may have a mini fridge stocked with snacks. You can put all sorts of stuff in those Ubers if you don't have to have those pesky drivers. Uh-oh. Once they drive around themselves, just put a full refrigerator, put a whole kitchen in there. Who cares? You are a man obsessed. You got a whole, all kinds of space. With self-driving cars. On Mars, overflowing lakes carved out canyons in just weeks. How many diamonds that give you powers did it expose? <laughs> That's a callback, everybody. <laughs> oh, not a callback for this episode. No. A callback for a previous, previous episode. episode. Gotta listen as a series. Catch up. <laughs> Why you'll have more money during the holidays. Because that's all I put on my wish list. <laughs> Money, please. Nintendo president nixes hopes for N64 Classic. Boo. <laughs> Apple stores are getting major remodeling. Woo. <laughs> Sony exits E3 as rumors of 2020 PS5 launch grow. I still don't have a PS4. Oh, you look so sad. 
<laughs> I don't know why your sad face makes me giggle, but sorry. I mean, wife won't let me get one. What? Yeah. Well, you get anything. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this number one best-selling hairdryer is actually a brush, and it's amazing. I don't know if you know this, Shannon, but brushes don't blow air. <laughs> they do not. The only keto-approved Friendsgiving menu you need. Is that just eat one whole turkey? <laughs> keto! And one last thing before we go, we wanted to let you know that we can help you with your holiday shopping this year. Just check out gifts.usatoday.com. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News, well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com. Or find them wherever you listen to podcasts, like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.